found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Monday edition of Tidbits. This is the 24th day of the month of July. Hard to believe we're that deep in the month, but here we are. True story. Good to see you, Matthew. It's good to see you. You have the official recap. Oh, my gosh. Of, we'll call it... Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. We uh, we did that yesterday. We did a double feature. Okay. So we um we uh left town because we had I guess I should preface this. We um we left town and we had gift cards. Okay. Because people gift us things. Yeah. And we had we had gift cards to the movies and a, a restaurant. How about that? And so we were <laughs> able to do this just because we had some gift cards we've been sitting on. Couldn't so. ask for more. Right. So, um, so yeah, we, we went to see Oppenheimer first yesterday, and then we had dinner, and then we did the Barbie movie after that. Okay. So. First feature. Let me, let me, just, let me just say this. Okay. I did not enjoy either movie as, thought I, as much as I thought I would. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Not that they were bad. Okay. I just was expecting them to, I was expecting them to be better. To wow right? you. Yeah. 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 Um, Oppenheimer is very dialogue driven okay and uh, i would highly recommend before you see it to familiarize yourself with oppenheimer the man okay with the manhattan project okay. some of the people involved um yeah that yeah. And, and i want to say it was strauss strauss um one of the guys was trying to get a cabinet position okay and it's his role's pivotal um Robert Downey Jr. played him in the movie. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend that because it, it's very, like, it's very pieced together. It's like, you know, here's a little snippet here and here's a snippet here. And this ties back to this. And then we're going to look at this over here. And, you know, like, you have to pay attention. So, okay. it's three hours of just, like, you know, trying <laughs> try to follow along. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen at least in the preview that, that at least Einstein is in there. Einstein is in there. Okay, all right. Um, the scene where they do the test is is incredible. Okay, I mean it is it is incredible. Um, but yeah, I would I would highly recommend doing just a little bit of periphery. You know, like read a Wikipedia article, something. Okay, just to kind of familiarize yourself with the man with the man project. and the Manhattan Project yeah. and Los Los Alamos and that whole thing. Okay, all right. Um, not that it was bad. It was just, it's it, it's not what I expected. I guess okay. I don't. I don't. All right. The Barbie movie, yeah. and the more I think about the Barbie movie, um, I'm not sure who that movie was for. Okay. Because it's not a kids movie. All right. It was rated PG-13. It's not a kids movie, and I'm not sure it was an adult movie. I'm not even sure who who they made that movie for. Okay. And again, not that it was bad, but it just. I didn't. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Okay. I was really expecting it to be, like, wow. But it wasn't. Okay. I know that is that now, is no good to anyone. Now they both did very well at the box office. They, I'm sure they did. Yeah. I, I haven't seen what they've done. In fact, it's if I'm not mistaken, the first time the two movies opened at the same time and and made that kind of money. Hmm. So both of them did quite well. The uh, we went to the. What time was it? The twelve, the twelve thirty Oppenheimer, and then we went to the <laughs> six six ten uh, right. Barbie. 
So let's go back in between to dinner. Was that a highlight? Yeah, dinner was good. Okay, all right. <laughs> dinner was fine. What'd you have? What'd you get? Um, I had steak and ribs. Um, okay. Hey. hey, we had a gift card, man. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just utilize it <laughs> to its potential. You know. <laughs> yeah. So dinner was was good. Yeah, dinner was in good. In between. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm still like trying just to kind of process both movies. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't. I don't know, man. Oppenheimer was three hours long. Okay, you know, so it's a long one. It's yeah, it's a long movie, and could it have been like two and a half hours? Yeah, probably. Okay, probably. But um, I guess when you're Christopher Nolan, you get to make whatever movie you want to make, and that's kind of what what happened. Okay. Um. Yeah, the Barbie movie. I'm just. I can't. I can't decide where I land with that one yet. I really can't. <laughs> So really, you go into the weekend, you've got high hopes. Mm-hmm. You're expecting excellent entertainment. Oh, yeah. A wonderful meal in between. <laughs> and and you got so-so movies, at right. least in your opinion. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the Oppenheimer movie, it was in, in the acting was just off the charts. Okay. You know, especially uh, Cillian Murphy was really good, who played Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt played his wife, Kitty. Okay. She was a, insane. Um, Robert Downey Jr. played the Strauss guy. He was really good. You know, because if you can watch Robert Downey Jr. now and 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 not think of him as Tony Stark, mm-hmm. then he's doing okay. He's doing well. And I didn't think of him as Tony Stark. So you weren't thinking Iron Man. No. Okay. <laughs> what about Matt Damon and his part? Oh yeah, he was great. Okay. He was great. He yeah. um. Yeah, I forgot about him in there. He was, uh, yeah, he was really good. All right. So at least the acting got a thumbs up. Oh, for sure. From Matthew. For sure. And the explosion scene oh, at, the, at the test. It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. And from what I understand, I, I haven't researched more of this. I, I wanted I wanted to go into this movie completely blind to yeah. it, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. I didn't want any, you know. Um, but I feel like I saw a headline that, that Nolan, Christopher Nolan did the... Um, did the uh, the explosion mm-hmm. um, practical? Okay. So there, though, it's not CGI. It was an actual okay. like they they detonated All right. something to catch it. <laughs> I mean, I, it it looked and it was it was really good. All right. So you like that part? Yeah. Did it take a while to get to that though? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's funny is when when they detonated it, there's still a lot of movie left. So. <laughs> So, so Matthew is uh, so so on the. He'd probably give them what two sideways. I'd give him two sideway thumbs. Yeah, sideway. I mean, just you know, I, I mean, they're okay, right? But not to his expectations. Now, yours may be different than his. And again, you know, it's like the Barbie movie. It's like you know, I'm not sure who that movie was for. You know, you could say, well, it's for girls ages eight to twelve, and it's not. It's not a movie for girls <laughs> eight to twelve. It's just not. You know, it's it's not even. I guess there's some nostalgia there for girls that are that that grew up with Barbie, especially okay. in the '80s, '90s. You know, so that could be good. I know, mean, for there's those. there's some of that, I guess. Right. But its overall message, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. So that's his recap <laughs> of the weekend. <laughs> I wish I wish I had better in a nutshell. better things to say, but it's yeah. like I don't know. I mean, I'm just I. That that movie perplexes me. It really it really does. 
And uh, <laughs> and Oppenheimer. I mean, it was just. I mean, it, it was. I wish I knew more going into it okay. about the people involved. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Our recap from Matthew. Yeah. Of his weekend festivities. It is six thirty. We'll check news when we come back. We'll uh, have an update. Another uh, terrible happening at Yellowstone. Oh no. It's like every week we've got at least one Yellowstone story. Yeah. This one, not good. This involving a bear. Oh, no. This time. Oh, so no. we'll uh, hit that and other things when we come back with tidbits. This is Tidbits. It's a Monday edition of Tidbits. And we have... Yet another story from Yellowstone National Park. A woman found deceased on a trail in Montana near Yellowstone after an apparent bear encounter. Officials said that grizzly bear tracks were found at the scene and the investigation into the reported attack is ongoing. The department said the woman's death appeared to have followed an interaction with a bear, though it did not confirm her cause of death. That attack comes amid a rise in Montana's grizzly bear population and an increase in sightings of bears. We've already got the bison issues. Do you really want to take your family to Jellystone? I mean, with the stories that we report, do you? And again, I I don't know what happened here. I don't either, man. If it's not... But okay, how many... Okay. I think I, I I did some my own independent research. Okay. All right. I want to say they get like sixty thousand visitors a week. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you got to figure we're hearing a very 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 tiny percentage. Yeah. Of what happens there, you okay. know. Yeah. So you know, just be careful. Uh, you know me, I probably wouldn't leave the camper. <laughs> I'll stay here. And the other thing is, I started. You know how you know how our phones don't listen to us. They they tell us that. Oh, your yeah. phone's not listening to you. Right. I started getting ads for Jellystone camping <laughs> campgrounds because they really are. That, that's back. really that's a thing. <laughs> so now I'm getting ads for Jellystone <laughs> campsites. You, you should take the family there. <laughs> there used to be a Jellystone not far from here. Yeah. I don't know if it still exists or not. This, according to Automotive News, the recent heat wave across much of the southern and western U.S. has electric vehicles not working right. (laughs) Really? An EV battery and range analytics company has reportedly tested thousands of vehicles in various weather conditions. They found that many of those vehicles experienced significant declines in their range as temperatures rose. Some had a 31% drop when temperatures got about 100. And it's been that in many parts of the nation. It's going to happen here, you know, with the humidity. Mm -hmm. At cooler temperatures, the range loss wasn't as high. There was an average of 5% reduction at 90 degrees and 2.8 at 80 degrees. They pulled data from 17,000 vehicles from Tesla, Chevy Bolt EV, Hyundai, Conda, Nissan Leaf, Ford F-150 Lightning, and Mustang Mach-E. They didn't discuss which models did the worst. 
<laughs> However, they did say that all four of Tesla's vehicles had the smallest range loss. So there if you go. have a Tesla, you're doing better than the others. But anyway, as it gets warmer, you'll get less mileage. Here's the, uh, hmm. the story of a shark. Parents were seen scrambling to grab hold of their kids on the Florida coast as the dark shark fin cut through blue waters at dusk. This happened in Florida. A 37-second uh, clip shows people standing on the beach, gesturing towards the ocean. <laughs> you know, dozens are swimming in the water. <laughs> And those on the beach scream at them to get out. It's like shark all, it's like a yeah. jaws all over again. <laughs> As uh, the fin swims in the shin deep water. It was wow. shin deep. So again, um, it doesn't have to be that deep to get a shark. No. And, and nobody was hurt, but. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, pretty Oh scary. my gosh. Yeah. They come in close. That is really close. Yeah. Wow. It's just unbelievable. So be careful, again, if you're... Yo, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's pretty shallow. Yeah. Yeah. So be Man. careful in the water. That didn't say exactly where that was in Florida. Yeah, it just said Florida, didn't yeah. it? Now, this has got to be a, a strange deal. A gorilla whose zookeepers had thought to be male... Gave birth to a new baby girl. <laughs> this at the Columbus Zoo in Ohio. <laughs> now, how do you get that wrong? Uh, I don't know. I guess you changed the name to get too close. Uh, well, we did call him Henry, and now it's Henrietta. <laughs> Officials said the eight-year-old Sully, a western lowland gorilla, has lived at that facility with her mother and fellow troop members since 2019. For five years, the zoo believed that she was a male. <laughs> it's hard to tell the sex of younger gorillas until about eight. <laughs> Males and females are about the same size, and they don't have prominent sex organs. Hmm. Zookeepers describe Sully as a young and healthy animal who did not need any procedures or medical care that would have led to the discovery sooner. The gestation period for a gorilla is about eight and a half months, pretty close to ours, yeah. meaning she became pregnant late in the fall. Gorillas rarely show outward signs of pregnancy because the newborns are smaller than human babies, and gorillas naturally have large abdomens. So anyway, they found out that uh, Sully is actually a girl. So the Sully and the infant live in the troop that has three males led by a 39-year-old silverback by the name of Mac. I don't think you probably want to mess with Mac. <laughs> okay. it's just, you think? Yeah. It's just, uh, just the name alone. Mac. <laughs> so, so there you go. Huh. All that That's time crazy. you think it's a male. Yeah. Now imagine this coming home to this. A property owner in Louisville was surprised when he found three people on his roof tearing it off, but he never ordered any of it. <laughs> Gosh. 1598 is the number on the front of Danny Hayes' rental house. His neighbors are at 1596. They were supposed to get some roofing work. <laughs> Hayes saw the three workers on his roof and 
and told them to stop what they were doing, but the damage was already done. He said about half the roof was ripped up. <laughs> Just about ten grand is what it will cost to fix that roof. Dang. Hayes was already planning to fix some minor damage from the recent windstorm, but now ten grand worth of repairs will be in his book. He wants that contractor to foot that bill, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to do some up now. <laughs> so anyway, it must have been bad Man. enough. Now, if you're a roofer, you would, and again, I guess you don't ask questions if somebody wants to work, but if the roof isn't bad, why are you, you know, doing it? I don't know. But again, I mean, maybe the homeowner, you just do what you think you're supposed to. Right. But they were one door off. We've had stories like that before where, you know, you come home and they start demoing a house. Oh, wait, that's the one across the street. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, I, of course, wouldn't want to pay for that. That's a lot of money. So, anyway, Mega Millions, by the way, nobody hit that. So, uh, that jackpot now at 820 mil. The uh, next drawing... If the winner chooses an annuity over 29 years, of course, they would stretch mm-hmm. it out. Nearly all grand prize winners opt to cash payout. For Tuesday night, that would be an estimated $422 million. And, of course, you'd pay tax on that. Yes. And when it's all said and done, what do you think? $70 mil maybe? Eh. No, I don't. I'm, I'm kidding. But it's not as much as you think. No. I'll tell you that. So, uh, anyway, get your ticket if you feel like you're uh, lucky. And the next global pandemic could come from the United States, they say. Oh, really? Yeah. That comes from a report from Harvard Law School and New York University examining how humans, livestock, and wild animals interact. Experts say that many diseases originate in animals, including HIV, AIDS, Ebola, Zika, pandemic flu, and COVID-19. Yes. Some started in other countries, typically on the African or Asian continents. These uh, so-called zoonotic diseases are often blamed on poor hygiene, lack of government oversight, or unsafe practices. While Americans often think it could happen here, it couldn't, I should say. Regulators or regulations are so loose and interactions so frequent that a virus on another contagious bug could easily jump from animal to people here in the States, parking a, a deadly outbreak. Wow. Now, the last one, they say, originated in China from that lab. Mm-hmm. Monkey, ru- yeah. monkey riddled, uh, yeah. you know. The report highlights several areas of vulnerability, including commercial farms, where millions of livestock come in close contact with each other and other handlers. The wild animal trade, in which animals are imported with few or no health checks. And the fur trade. Something that I do in my reenactment at the encampments. I'm a fur trader in 1820. What was your name? It was like a... Zebediah. Yeah, Zebediah. Yeah. <laughs> Pabst. Zebediah Pabst. Pabst, because I also make beer on the side. Fur trader. <laughs> beer man. <laughs> Which makes and other animals are bred for their coats with very little safety oversight there. Industry representatives were quick to defend the safety of their practices. Of course they will. The National Chicken Council. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm on that, Grandma. <laughs> I'm Vice President of Scientific and Regulatory uh, Affairs. Of the Chicken Council. <laughs> Said that uh, 
According to the CDC, the likelihood of spreading an avian disease in a human in the United States is extremely rare. Well, because we've had issues. Yeah. You know. But that's avian. Yeah. A lot of the story talks about bigger livestock. Yeah. Or monkeys, chimps. Right. Things of the sort. I don't know. I don't know, man. But, you know, again, this came out of a lab. Okay. It yeah. had been restrained in there. So the Chinese yeah. were working on something. Yeah. And then it all... And, and it wasn't reported in a timely fashion, evidently, because... From the report that they had right. to when we started seeing the first cases in the U.S. was really very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. what, what what cracks me up, I guess, is that when we first started learning about COVID, remember, like that was the first story we had was that it came from a lab in yeah. Wuhan, and then they said that's not oh, true. oh that's not true, yeah. but then it turned out well, yeah, it is. You know, showed a woman eating bat bat stew or yeah, whatever something it was, yeah. had a bat holding up, <laughs> smiling. Oh. I wouldn't live long in China. You know, it's like I just uh, couldn't eat that. But um, anyway, now this two cheese, our final story, 18 pounds of cocaine from Mexico discovered hidden inside four large wheels of cheddar cheese by U.S. Customs (laughs) at the Presidio Port of Entry in Texas. Wow. An x-ray scan of the cheese from a pickup truck Okay, it's so it's always in a truck. Mm-hmm. Probably had refrigeration. Saw anomalies. There's something not right. So authorities cut open the wheels, which revealed 17.8 pounds of cocaine. Customs officers seized both the narcotics and the pickup used to transport the drugs from Mexico. The truck's driver, unidentified 22-year-old U.S. citizen, probably had the sweats at the time. I'm sure was turned over to Homeland Security to face charges connected to the failed smuggling attempt. Man. I don't know what 18 pounds would be worth, but got to be pretty sizable. I would think so. And we've seen this before where they've tried to, they draw, make it look like watermelons and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all kinds of different, you know. Yeah. And you got to believe some of this is getting through, all right? You would think so, yeah. At some point, they think it's cheese, and you're you're good to go. Yeah. And I think it just randomly happens, and maybe this 22-year-old was sweating profusely, and you know, because you got to be nervous, you know, if you're if you're doing this, unless you're just a skilled veteran. But uh, nearly 18 pounds of cocaine inside that cheese. Um. I'm looking at the story from the New York Post. Smugglers have long gone to great lengths to bring drugs into the U.S., hiding bundles inside car batteries, seats, roofs, and gas tanks, as well as more bizarre methods like smuggling using pigeons. No kidding. Pigeons. Now, how much can they carry? Okay. (laughs) What do you do, (laughs) Stravoli? I mean, a pigeon. (laughs) You're trying to shove it down its throat? (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) I wouldn't think, but if you have enough pigeons, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the poor idiot that uh, was, you know, illegally growing Venus flytraps. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
made a quarter per. <laughs> <laughs> Each plant was like federal charges. Six cents. <laughs> so pigeons. Uh, I never would think pigeons. Yeah. But again, if you have a big uh, deal, you know, and they're homing or whatever they, you know, they know where they're going. And I suppose you could just hook it onto them in some capacity. You give them little baggies, or they? <laughs> I just don't know. Tiny balloons. <laughs> that they, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But uh, someone just texted, and I don't know how they know this. Okay. Well. But um, <laughs> the eighteen pounds of cocaine. Okay. Is five hundred eighty thousand dollars. That's wow. what it's worth. Good grief. Now, also in the story, it says officials with U.S. Coast Guard offloaded a whopping $158 million of illegal drugs in San Diego earlier this month. Jeez. And over 14,000 pounds of cocaine were worth wow. more than $185 million in Miami last month. Good grief. Yeah. And again, this is just what they're getting. You know, who knows how many are getting through because it's certainly getting through. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. there you go. Tidbits on a Monday. And Oppen Barbie was uh, reviewed by Matthew. Yes. Two sideway thumbs. Two sideway thumbs. So you make your own mind up. Yep. So I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right, then. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.